What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick with you as always on today's show. We'll talk about the biggest movers of the morning. It's a ratings kind of day, a lot of upgrades, downgrades, and initiations to discuss. We also have uh, some news on exact sciences, talk about Fitbit ex- exploring a sale, and we'll take your questions from our chats, both on youtube.com slash TV and premarket.benzinga.com. Today's guest, Greg Harmon, he is the founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. He will join the show at 8.35. Joel, fill us in. What's the word here overnight? Wow, big old range in the S&P futures overnight. I hit a high of 3,008.25. That was the... Uh, Area of a couple closes, we are 20 points off that high, so that's going to be a big level. Pre-market low, 29.82, that's just above our weekly low of 80.75. So numbers, good numbers coming into play in the overnight session. Uh, We have crude in the red by 27 cents at 57.82, giving back a lot of those gains from last week. Gold getting a bounce up $10 at $15.2510. Silver outperforming gold today up 3% at $18.41.5. That's up 56.6 cents. And Bitcoin still wallowing at uh, 10000 We got it down. The future's down. $260 at $9,920. Which, which Bitcoin futures? Uh, the Merck. The Merck, not the only one. No, no, that's news there. Uh, I saw that they're coming out with options. Who's coming up with another? Um... Well, ICE. ICE is uh, the, the owners of the uh, New York Stock Exchange. ICE has now has Bitcoin futures uh, with a, through a company called uh, Backed, B-A-A-K-T. And uh, they opened last night. And the opening trade was at $10,115.00. Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, the SIBO the drops out, the Merck stays with their contract. Well, ICE uh, has been trying for a very long time, yeah. so they finally got it. Yeah. And uh, I think the Merck is taking on some options as too, so I'm not sure if that really means anything for the uh, for the long-term viability of it, but uh, 
definitely some more volume or a little more arbitrage opportunities. Triple D, I know it was a long time ago that Friday closed, but uh, I think overall it was mixed, but I think a little bit slanted toward the downside here, just uh, based on where we closed from the intraday high. What did, uh, what did you get to see late in the day? I mean, you had a few stocks going you know, in different directions. I didn't really see anything directional. There was some big buy balances, big selling balances. You saw some whipsaw action, some individual stocks, some selling off, some rallying. Like look at a Dow Chemical in the last 20 minutes. It went from 47 and a half up to 48.90 so you're talking a huge move you know and that was uh, it was had a big buy imbalance and then it got paired off near the end but obviously at a higher price because the stock still closed to 48.21 so you know you saw a few individual moves like that i didn't have any written down i was like whoa check this one out but you saw like some half percent moves on some individual stocks in the last couple minutes so and that's typical on options expiration obviously you got institutions like we say jockeying their options position maybe trading the stock against it against their open options so you do see some big moves there often at the close on a triple witch and we call it triple witch we, we yeah we're we, done yeah, we, we made that decision yeah uh, we're done with quadruple witch. but i think just overall it was a for an expiration it was a really quiet week i mean usually we get a little bit pretty more, quiet yeah yeah and, and we had a fed meeting too yeah. so you know you think about all the catalysts that we had i mean we're out of earnings season but it was a pretty quiet week but the only thing is we did see this continuation in selling the high beta and we saw this continuation in selling names that had been outperforming and the rotation back into value as well i mean roku absolutely murdered and you know you think like you know and and you know obviously i'm disappointed in myself to a certain extent because i had that stock short on a swing from 169 i covered at 155 i thought it was a pretty good trade the next day obviously you know if you wait four or five days it starts to go down here now it's at 108 you think wow i messed that one up <laughs> but i mean this is you know what do you, you look at a chart like roku what are your thoughts on that now joel i mean this stock has basically in a month been cut down 40 percent price is there a point that you think this thing could bounce? I mean, we were trying a couple times to say, hey, maybe it could bounce here, maybe it could bounce here, and it just hasn't materialized the bounce. Um, you know, obviously, I've said long term, I think it's not worth nearly what everybody thinks it's worth. And I said longer term, I, I think it's going down. But I've, I've thought a couple times it could bounce the level. There's been no bounce at all in this thing. Um, I think it's probably my worst trade of the year by not doing anything in it. Uh, we bring up the daily here, Spencer. We, uh, we identified an area last week of very, very, very little trading action, the gap area. And uh, the top of that gap came from August 7th. And that day, that was the day before it had the major leap in the run up to 160. Uh, I believe, I think it was earnings. So you had a high of 103.84 on August 7th. And I'm thinking, Looking at it yet, the chart, and I'm like, well, there's nothing down there to fill the gap. You know what it does on Friday? It goes down to 103.62. It, it filled the gap by 24 cents and then turned around and rallied. So uh, now you just, I mean, if anything, it just has to stop going down first. So if, if, stop if you're selling it now, you're late to the party now. No, like we were talking bearish, and obviously I put the swing on at 169. I mean, on that big first bad candle. And I mean, this is the best way to trade these things. You see the thing up, 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 and then you see a stock open up like five bucks that day and then reverse. And you saw Shopify, which was the towel, really get killed. And I was like, well, they're going to start hitting Shopify that hurt. They're probably going to start hitting Roku too. And that's why I, short, I went short at 169. 
I mean, you know, you look at this, it feels like an eternity ago, but that was only a week and a half ago. And, you know, it's just, it's fallen so far now. I mean, if you're coming in here now and shorting it or selling your shares, I feel like you're so late to the party. It's due for a bounce. I mean, still long-term valuation made no sense. It made no sense all the way up. I mean, yes, you know, there's, but, you know, there's obviously going to be other competitors. I don't think the barriers to entry in Roku are, you know, at a, at a level where it's protected. So you know, I think the thing could be, you know, 60. I think I could, could agree with that unless it said $60 a year from now. I think that's a possibility. But I didn't think it's trying to go there in two days. <laughs> that was a crazy mean, move. I mean, they, they, that analyst struck when the iron was hot, right? It had some bad days. Yeah. People yeah. were caught. Expiration. I mean, it just had – I mean, just perfect. Absolutely perfect timing on that. On that, ini- It was initiation, so he hadn't even been following it. Then he comes out, sticks a fork in it. The other thing, too, is just on these rallies now, like there are so many, you know, from everybody caught, everyone's caught here. Everyone that's bought this thing, except for the people that were in it before August 7th is underwater. Every single person after that. And they're looking for, oh, if it just gets back to 120, if it just gets back to 125, it just gets back to 130. And uh, it's turned. I mean, there's going to be a lot of supply on the way back up. I mean, same thing with Shopify now. And, you know, valuation doesn't matter until it does. And the chart looks broken here, too. So you think about it's consolidated here for a few days. Could it turn around and start rallying? Maybe, but they're not buying this kind of stuff. I'd be nervous even here at 318 on Shopify. And I mean, I liked it at 380. So, and then it broke down. I said it had to hold that whole 380 level we were talking about. And when it broke down through there, that's the turning point. And you've got to be able to change your opinion. As a trader, you've got to say, okay, look, it's breaking down through support. This story is turning here, at least short term, especially when you're in story stocks. And a story stock is a stock that is hot. Everybody is talking about it and maybe trading with a ridiculous valuation. Those you can trade as long as the story remains intact and people aren't nervous. But eventually these stories do break. And when the story breaks, then valuation all of a sudden starts to matter. And you look at people and who's buying it? I mean, value managers aren't touching Shopify. They aren't touching stocks like Roku. And, you know, the growth guys are like, well, I better back off for a little bit because, you know, we don't know. So, you know, you have the story buyers, you have the growth buyers, the the value buyers. Maybe the growth buyers are still interested in something like this. I mean, Shopify does have the advantage that I've talked about before, being one of the only big tech companies in Canada. You probably have a lot of Canadian money managers that would want to be in the stock. So maybe eventually catches a bit, but I look at the way Roku's broken down here, and I look at a little bit of consolidation station the last three, four days for Shopify. I'd not be surprised if it resolves to the downside too. But, you know, here we're down two bucks here this morning. Let's see what it does. Can it hold? You know, if you are trying to call bottoms, again, you got to hold the previous day's low, 312. Takes that out, you might think, hey, go to 300. So we don't know how this is going to materialize. But there has been this rotation continuing into lower multiple stocks. So you've got to be cognizant of that if you're trading. One more thing on Roku, and then, you know, I know we've talked about this for weeks now, and, and a lot of it is, like you said, Dennis, just uh, a, a, a high beta Momo play coming down to earth. But don't ignore the two n- negative headlines they got yesterday, fundamental headlines. Uh, competition on from Thursday. Facebook, right. Co- competition from Facebook and from Comcast. Yeah, on that's the same not day. good. Right. So it's, it, it's a double whammy. It's, we, yeah. have, we have the sentiment on the one hand, and we've got two – actually fundamentally negative headlines on the other so Those growth guys get nervous don't ignore, that. Don't ignore right. that no I, I completely agree spencer it's a great point i mean when competition starts coming out and you know you saw it with match too 
and that was Facebook, obviously, as well, and Match got hit there. And now Match has had a little bit of a pop back since that day, but you know what? Look at MTCH. This sets up well from the short side, does it not, Joel? You look at, and, and, you know, I just bring this up for the first time here right now, so I'm talking as I'm analyzing the chart. Um, but you think about the news we had back on the 5th, Facebook stepping in the space, which we knew they were coming. So, you know, and they are going to come. They are going to launch a product that's going to compete with Match. And that's not good news because Facebook's going to have a lot more money, a lot more power, and they've got a lot more users. So I think that's not good news at all for Match long term. You see the initial sell-off, the follow-through sell-off the next five or six days. Now you get the bounce. So if you think about like a 50% retracement from 89 down to like 72, 17 points. So what, eight points up from 72, yeah. 80, 81, it's stalling out right at the 50% retracement. And it's, you know, so I would say if I'm trying, I'll set up a trade for you. If I, I think, you know, if you can get it short at 78 or 79 bucks, you lean out on that 81.11 high. So if it starts to take that out, then you think, okay, well, maybe there's something else going on. I'm wrong. But a lot of times you'll see an initial, the initial move is down. You get a little kickback, a little pop up, maybe to the 50%, a little consolidation station for a few days, and then a resumption of the previous move. Rarely do you just see it go back up because there's people underwater up there now. So I would think this sets up well from the short side. What are your thoughts? I agree. And it, it, sellers have definitely congregated here. The 80, 81 level. I mean, it's just, they're just there. They're, they want out. They got, you have a. I don't blame them. Four highs in the same area. Then you got a pair of highs in, at uh, 8240, 8240, 8264. So, I mean, it's not, I mean, all you look at this stock when it's had this major run, it does have periods of consolidation, but uh, until, you know, until it like busts back out 82, 83, 84. I mean, the thing, a lot of overhead supply started 2018 or started 2019. Uh, what, what was this under $40? Uh, 42.77. So it's still nearly a double at $80 here. So that's one thing that you have to keep in mind when you're thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pick this up because it's, you know, hey, it traded 95, 96. It's going right back up there. You're not thinking about all the people lower, uh, uh, long and much lower prices. Um, for, I just want to go back to Shopify real quick. Sure. There is a pair of lows here at 310.36. I'm going back an exact double bottom. So if you're looking for area to cover shorty, I'm not necessarily to try along. You got two lows in the same area. So that's important. Uh, important thing to keep an eye on. Uh, also, uh, man, it's just, uh, it's just, I like the Shopify story. Go back. I'm not really interested in Roku because I like Spencer saying, I think competition's coming. The valuation doesn't make any sense at all. Valuation doesn't make any sense to Shopify either, but Shopify has two things going for it. Once the competition isn't directly, you know, they, they, they've got a little niche there and they've also got the Canadian factor. And, you know, it's going to be a big part of a lot of Canadian money managers looking for adding. If you're running a Canadian tech fund or you're running any type of fund that you want to add some technology to, there's not a lot of places to go in Canada. If you're staying in Canada, Shopify is the stock. I mean, so I think you're going to see money managers eventually come back in a story again. So that's once, you know, maybe a wait till it stops going down. Always a good idea to wait till they stop going down. Maybe a few days, you know, maybe you get to a big significant level. Maybe you think it bounced at 300. You know, it's almost always better to buy these things as they're starting to move back up as opposed to trying to call the bottom, you know, waiting a few days. Because usually the dust settles, usually they don't just rip right back up, especially after they've broken like this. So I think the Shopify story could come back into play. So I'm watching that one for a trade, but I'm not going in yet. Um, the other stock that broke... Netflix. And we, is Netflix. And we've been talking about this. I said on the show a few weeks ago, and it was over $300. I said, I think this thing can be under $200 within a year. 
Um, so I've been right on this one. I'm going to, I think I'm going to continue to be right. I think rallies are to be sold in Netflix. It got, it's got hit. It's down 268. I mean, I look at this and you think, yeah, they have a good user base, but competition is all over them now. Plus I'm looking, you know, what, you know, Comcast, you're going to have Disney, Apple, and you're going to have people, you know, pulling their content. So once you get all the Disney's going to pull all their content out there, Comcast probably going to pull all their content out there. They're going to have trouble getting good content on there. And you know what? They make some good original content, but the people who say they have the best original content, I don't agree with. They have some good shows. That Ozark show is excellent. House of Cards was good until Kevin Spacey, obviously, uh, they had to lose him, and then the last season was just terrible. But, I mean, they do make some good shows, so they do have that going for them. But I would still think, you know, they're not even close to where Disney is in, in building content. And I, I look on the Netflix, and I was flipping through it the other day, trying to find something to watch, and I was like, you know what? It's all the same crap on here. I don't really see that much you know, good and exciting. I put on a show for my kid. It was some Netflix show, um, cartoon. I was like, this isn't good at all. And it was like, it got some good ratings on the Netflix. And I was like, looking at it, and I was like, this just isn't even a good storyline. It's not even really appropriate for kids. They had it like in the Peppa Pig section. And it was, um, it, maybe I should have known by the title. It was something like um, End of the World or The Last Kid on the World or something like that. It's got monsters and zombies in it and stuff. I guess I should have read about it more, but I had it on for five minutes. I was like, okay, this is going off. This isn't appropriate for a five-year-old. They had it right next to Peppa Pig. They had it right next to Peppa Pig as a suggestion. Like, who's who's saying that? Do you want your five-year-old watching a you know a cartoon about zombies and monsters? That sounds like it was nightmares. No, it was, but it was. It was like it was like the little picture. It was literally suggested, right? Like Peppa Pig, Paw Patrol, all the other ones. So you're like, oh, it's got to be right in that mix. I mean, that was just a bad call on that. That's not for a five-year-old. So, and I even read the reviews, and they said, you know, this is not a teen. This is a movie. This is a, Netflix has said this is for kids because you know teenagers aren't going to like this. So it's for kids, and it's right there next to Peppa, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig it was an educational. Now, Dora, it's in there. Peppa Pig, Dora. You know, and then they got this, you know, and I should have known by the title, but I only put it on for five minutes. I was like, okay, this is going off. But I was like, it kind of rubbed me wrong. I mean, don't you guys, this is your original content that you've produced for a kid and put zombies and monsters in it. You want to give my kid nightmares? So anyway, I'm turned right off on Netflix right now. For, and for those who care about these things, the Emmys were last night. Uh, scorecard HBO took home 34 awards. Netflix won 27. Amazon won 15. Those, you want a, you want a weak care. looking chart here? Look at this Amazon chart. Trading down ten bucks today, ten dollars and. What's the news today? I don't know. I just actually, I don't. Got to be a headline. Yeah, is there something? Let me see what the vibe. Eight nine. That's the thing over the weekend. You missed something. I didn't yeah. even know there was news on there. Boy, but look at. I mean, you got a level of levels here to keep an eye on. We're still a ways away from it, but look at that seventeen forty-five area. You hit that uh, in uh, beginning of August. You retested it at the end of the month. Let's just even call it seventeen fifty. We're still thirty three dollars. Looks week two. I agree. Yeah. yeah, boy, oh boy, that. That's not a good looking chart. And then you just resisted. You got a wall there up at eighteen forty. So uh, not looking good after that kind of decline. And I think when we, when we did our talk with Gene a month or two ago, he wasn't real bullish on these stocks. He we thought they had gotten a little bit ahead of themselves. And I mean, Amazon has a multiple problem too. I'm, I mean, they, they can justify because yeah. they have the sales and they could make more money if they weren't just going back for growth. So it's not like you look at this and trade a hundred times. It doesn't make any sense at all. It makes some sense because they're just zero concerned about the bottom line. Uh, but again, it's just the rotation that we've been seeing. 
and that rotation does remain. I mean, if you looked on Friday, there were some, you know, some, you know, stocks like a Honeywell had a pretty good day on Friday. While the multiple's not crazy, there is some growth there still. I mean, maybe, you know, you got a factor, but, you know, a lot of stocks got hit on Friday. So Friday just wasn't a good tape for a lot of stocks. But there's definitely still this sentiment that I don't want to own these high flying names here right now. And Amazon is still perceived as a very high flying name. What about your, this FedEx here? Holy mackerel. Sitting on a cliff here. And not even a cliff. I don't know. I mean, that's an earnings. That's that's still the earnings, right? Yeah. So I, I I'm along FedEx. I'm sticking with it. I mean, the P is like nine. So, but the thing is, P is nine go to five, and then you know you lose thirty percent of your money. So I, I don't love it here, but it's also been here multiple times. Maybe eventually it's taking it out. But I got to think at a certain point, you know, the, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't own it. Maybe I shouldn't own it. You could probably talk me out of it right now because I'm basically even on it. But like I said, I've been up in it three times. It's kind of the argument against long-term investing. But I, I, it's been a bad investment for me. There's no doubt because I've been in it a long time. Yeah, look at you. I was, I was in it three times. I was way up in it. And I just basically, you know, I should have had it on for a trade. I'd be selling it. <laughs> uh, UPS has been holding up uh, pretty well here. but A lot uh, better. Yeah. Yep. It's got the dividend protection, though. Like, it's got the 3.1% dividend. FedEx's dividend is only 1.7. So that helps a bit. You get the dividend guys hold it up. But you're right. UPS has held up better. Roku they haven't reported yet either. Here. Let's turn to the red here. Uh, now down uh, 45 cents after being up a couple bucks here. Uh, just for uh, Mr. Miriam1971, P-A-Y-C. We talked about this one last week. And uh, boom, boom, down. Well, we got it down a little bit. You got a real major resistance point. 225, you got to 223 yesterday. Um, I guess on this one, what, to, what will validate whether or not this thing is turned is you had your bump off the low, 203. Oh, beautiful, 213. 213 absolutely is my number to look at in this one. That's a 50% retracement of that bounce from 203.17 to 222.98. Uh, so man, if you, you know, if you don't, if you don't hold that area a couple bucks away, I look you to go down and, uh, and test the low of the move. We do have some news here. Um, I don't know who would want to buy Fitbit, but I guess they've hired a banker to, uh, to look at that possibility. This was on Friday and you can see the crazy tape on, on Friday. Have we had more news on it since then? No, not that I've seen. So and Friday during the day, the stock obviously opened 366. And then if you look at the chart, right around, let's say just after lunch, like 150, yep. it just blasts off. And that's when the headline hits. And obviously had a huge pop going up to almost $4.50. Funny how they stop at these big levels, psychological levels there too, Joel. So yep. I don't know. So what, with the news, they just hired a banker? Yeah, what? They, well, they hired an investment bank, Catalyst Partners, about uh, the possibility of exploring a sale. This is from Reuters. This is what happens, and these companies hire somebody because they want to sell because their stock's in the gutter, and they think it's worth more, and they're like, okay, we're going to sell. Usually nothing materializes from this. So I'm going to say this is probably just another selling opportunity. Maybe something does materialize, but if I was along Fitbit on this, I'd be hitting the register. Yeah. And I mean, some people are along this thing from 50 bucks, and they're hoping, or where, where, where was the all-time high? I'm going to go back. Yeah, $50. Didn't you? What's that? Yeah, I had one until about a month ago when it broke. And I have not replaced it. Nor I mean, I. this is so tough. I mean, you got the Apple Watch. Like, why? Why do I want to buy Fitbit? 
So if you think somebody needs to go buy this technology, if you think they've got better technology, I don't think they do at all. Every one of Garmin's got the watches. You know, they, they've all got. There's a bazillion competitions all over this. Like it is like this is like 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 way worse competition than even Roku. So I, I think any type of I I, I don't see who's going to buy this. Yeah. I, I I don't see it. I think this is a desperate company now looking for desperate measures to try to get some appreciation back in their stock price. Um, you know, and obviously maybe they hope that somebody will buy them. So why not explore the possibilities? I think nothing materializes from this. I think it's another selling opportunity. I think the stock's under three bucks in a year. And uh, it's in the green. It's in the green by 23 cents at 433. Dennis mentioned a good level on the upside, 452. That was your high from Friday. So if you're looking for more follow through, maybe even a look at $5, got to take out that 452 high. Uh, support a lot easier to identify in the issue. I mean, the bunch of lows and the lower threes. Uh, but before you had, um, and even on Friday, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lows in a row in the 360 handle. So that if, you know, something comes off the table, that's the area of support that it, you know, I mean, there's someone been there seven days in a row. Why wouldn't it be there again? But uh, you want to see it stay green and uh, take out that 452 high. If you are looking for more on the long side here with Fitbit, what uh, we have some other new stocks today. Uh, exact Sciences. We had Exact Sciences. They had a headline, so they had uh, this at-home uh, testing kit for uh, colon cancer, which was previously approved for patient, patients ages 15 and older. Also, is approved now by the FDA for patients ages 45 to 49. So. Uh, it's called a Cologuard. It is now approved for any patient above the age of 45. And it's the reason for the pop this morning in EXAS. How high have we been on this, Joel? Uh, we've been, uh, right, we're right at the highs of the session here. I know because okay. Dennis is going to want to short it. Yeah, uh, you, 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 yeah, you know that. Yeah. I see that huge down move and now spike back in. I think oh. there's a lot of people caught saying, thank you for giving my money back. I so know. I don't follow the story is the problem. And I, I've been beat up on some of these. Uh, plays before so <laughs> i need to get more informed maybe on the news itself before striking but just if i was just training this technically i'd say sell it i i'm a little i've had this one for a while here and i'm i'm uh, a little bit I mean, this getting, too? yeah yeah from uh from much lower 111.48 so we've leaked the buck here uh, what the heck? I Man, you have some good stocks. This has been I a would, really good I stock. Know, you set the day. What happened on the on the ninth here with this one? I'm not paying attention. Uh, That's so what I'm wondering. And I think everybody who bought it up here in the consolidation thinking, oh, it's consolidating again, ready to break, and it broke down. I think all those people want their money back. Now you get a seven-point pop. They get a good chunk of it back. That's why I think some people might ring the register on this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree too. You could also, uh, on the ninth here, shares of a diagnostic medical device companies trading lower with broader market. Shares leading the group following comments from Morgan Stanley about pressure. Boy, Morgan, man. Whew, man, they are really, these uh, these analysts are, they're, they're, they're out of their slumber. They're flexing their muscles, There's huh? some commentary. Oh, yeah, there's been some commentary going by, that's for sure. All right, so jumping back to um, a couple other stocks. Oh, where was it going to take us to? Oh, yeah, GWPH has news too, since we're talking about like approvals and stuff. GWPH had a approval here as well. Yep. Stocks trading up in the pre-market. European Commission approval for Epidiolex. Hard, hard to say coming here and buy it on this. This is the same story. Stocks in this clear downtrend. 
So just trading it technically, not talking about the approvals. I mean, you get an approval in another country for it. That's good news. It's good news. Again, I think it gets sold just because there's so many people underwater. The pot stock story remains broken. And this was always one of the best of breed, in my opinion. At least that was always what Alan Brockstein had said, too. Ooh, but oh. I mean, I look at these pot stocks. We've been right. You know, we're right, we're right. We're wrong sometimes. We've been right in this pot stock call for a while here. These things continue to go lower. You know, I didn't like CGC at 40 and like a 35 and like a 30 and like a 25. We've had a little rally for a few weeks here, a couple of weeks, starting to leak here again. Kronos, ACB, I sold my ACB. I had, I played that for a long time. I sold it at eight bucks because it started to look ugly on the charts. The only one I had. And all these stocks are broken. Now, GWPH is a completely different animal. And, and it's obviously best of breed. There is some value here eventually on GWPH. Like some of these pot stocks, I think are going to a buck. I honestly think that. Not CGC, but... You know, when you look at some of these other ones with crazy valuations, I think you could see a lot of these things going down to a dollar. So that's how bearish I am on some of these pot stocks, not GWPH. There is some value in here somewhere, but I'm not coming in yet because the stock's in a clear downturn. There's no reason for me to be a hero here. I, I didn't realize how much this one's come down. This is a long a, ways. Yeah. It's I, one I would be interested in at a certain point, but I don't think we're there yet. Uh, let's see here. Before we move on to our next stock, um, of course, uh, Spinner has to bring up the, uh, the – we'll go to sports for just like two seconds here. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Joel, but, uh, my condolences. There's only, there's only two things wrong with the Michigan Wolverine football team right now, what I can identify. They have no <laughs> – Okay. <laughs> what they are they? No, they have no offense. They have no defense. <laughs> That's good. If you can fix those two things, you'll yeah. be all set there, Joel. That's what I'm thinking. And, uh, you know, congrats out to uh, Robin Steckle. I hope she went to the game. I, Wisconsin is my second favorite team in the Big Ten. So it looks like I will be cheering for them some quite some time. And I had some friends at the game. And uh, and I do have a Bucky Badger shirt. It's kind of a little bit vulgar, but uh, I put <laughs> I put it on for them and uh, sent them a picture. But man, oh man, when they uh, when they land, I, I knew the game was over after the first drive. When they when they went right to us, my thing was if Jonathan Taylor gets over a hundred yards, we're gonna lose. He had like seventy five yards on the on the first one. I like Wisconsin to win the national championship. I love Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, I don't know the fight song. My dad was from Wisconsin, so that's my blood. So, and, and better football news. What about those Lions? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They almost they, went. They, super are they for lion. real? Did you see what happened at the end of the game? Yeah, <laughs> that was almost super lion esque. There. Well, that was yeah. I, oh, you had to figure it was gonna be a catch, like because <laughs> because it's the Lions, right? <laughs> but you know what? Maybe the season's different because it it, it worked out. You know, we we won. <laughs> we always lose in that scenario. Rooting for the Lions is like rooting for J.C. Penny. This time is never different. Okay, it's different, right? We're undefeated. This time is never different. I'm just telling you, everybody sell every rip. Okay, <laughs> so it's the downtrend. The Lions are still in the eternal downtrend. This sell is a little every, pop higher for a couple of games. Sell every pop. I'm ready to break out the Lions gear. I'm the bandwagon Lions fan here. You know, I like just ignore them when they're doing bad, but I'm like. Hey, you know what? This might be worth actually breaking out my Lions gear. Uh, like, I, I stick with the Oilers through thick and thin. They lose, I'm mad. You know, I stick with them because hockey's my thing. But I'm a bandwagon Lions fan. I'm ready to jump on the bandwagon here. So you're telling me, don't jump on just yet, Mr. Israel. 
<laughs> no, there, there there is some hard hard resistance at like five wins, six wins. Ninja oh, on Twitter, Ninja on Twitter, who's a huge Lions fan, and you know he's like the e gamer of all e gamers. There, uh, he's a Lions fan, and he said they're going undefeated this year. Okay, <laughs> so Ninja right. knows stuff. All right, uh, I I want to get to this. Okay, o- just change it. That's okay. Oh, I, I I am. Yeah, I want to get I want to get to this Overstock headline here. So Overstock this morning, <laughs> another disaster for Overstock. Uh, Overstock announced their new CEO, uh, and along with that headline, though, they updated their guidance, and it was not good. They said that their retail guidance for uh, the third quarter uh, will be approximately break even, as opposed to the significantly positive EBITDA that was previously expected. How the hell did they get this many bad headlines? Bang, 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 bang. I mean, here was a stock that actually hit up to $29.75 five trading sessions ago. It's now 12 bucks. It's lost like 65% a little over a week. Holy mackerel, what a disaster. I mean, eventually, you know what? Eventually it does bounce somewhere, but to try to call the bounce on this, if you've tried day one, two, three, four, you have just got it handed to you maybe this is going to be the day that it bounces but it's breaking through support here again now this thing could go to 10 bucks that's a bad bad news here this is just bad news every day i mean you had the old former ceo selling every one of his shares 90 million worth gone in four days i'm selling 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 you think okay well maybe that he was the big bulk of the selling and it's gonna you know no it's just continuing to go down here now it's at 13 this story, this hope trade and overstock feels hopeless. Well, didn't we have overstock at uh, the FinTech Awards a couple of years? Was it last year? We'll call them understock. Remember that? I don't. No. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> I. No, no, no. You might be thinking of the FinTech Summit. Mm, maybe because no. it was. Did you check? It was in San Francisco. I. No, I'm pretty sure that overstock was there, and I'm like, and I went to talk to the guy, and uh, he was, he was like, he was very. Uh, elusive and I, I can't remember I'll have to see if I kept his card and then I'm like wow that's really that guy was like I mean he just wasn't nice and he said he gave me his card he's like email me I don't think it was Patrick Byrne but I, 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 I don't I, think it was I, Patrick I'll have Byrne. to see if I could find that card because it's like Patrick Byrne was not at our, at our it's room. like one of those tipping <laughs> points I'm like man this, man this guy was just pretty real because I think I was asking him about their um ex- were they going to take over stock trading or something? Wasn't that they were supposed to do that? Uh, he he has a uh, a mission against uh, naked uh, short selling. Yeah, so but that's... didn't they come up with something where they were going to have a stock trading app or something? Dennis, am I making this up? Crypt- so- well, they were in the crypto too, right? So it was a crypto no, play. I it up. I don't know. I don't follow the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Luke is confirming they were going to do, I don't remember that headline at all. They're good. They're going to do a stock trading thing, but yeah, uh, I do. I and I'm okay. like, what, what are they doing, man? What are... Okay. I, had that rip- I don't know why I had such a rip and rally here. You rarely see a chart like this, you know, from September 4th, all the way up, you know, we were a week and a half. We went from $15 to 20. I basically went up a hundred percent a week and a half and then gave it all back in the next week and a half. It's not very often you see something like that. No. And I mean, with, I mean, it's pretty low price stock too. Well, it's much lower than it was a week ago. But uh, let's look at the pre-market trading. Uh, they took it down to twelve seventy-five. The former low of the move. Oh, 
1220, I'll keep an eye on that. That was your July low. And then after that, you got to be looking. That'd be a good target for today because we're already down a buck 77. But if you're looking longer term in May and June of this year, they took this thing into single digits down to 896. So if you're looking for more on this one, two monthly lows in May and June, right at the $9 area. Uh, Dennis, um, our guest, we had to move our guest, Mr. Harmon, today. So we're going to be we're going to be going through the uh, the remainder of the show. Wait, uh, well, one more thing on Overstock, though. Note the small float, 22 million shares. So easy to manipulate. With it always that. moves like that. It's a wild okay. child. Not a super high short interest, though. I'm seeing 6%. So I don't know. Just interesting. Yeah, just uh, rest in peace. It's a little it's wild child. Right. Right? How high? How, this got over eighty dollars here at one point. Uh, all time high, eighty nine eighty. Let's just do, should we do a quick check about like Riot blockchain? Should we just do oh, a God. quick check under the hood? Uh, Riot blockchain. All these blockchain stocks just came back. Down what was um? There's Riot. There was um. Well, some of them are off the board. Even there was LBCC Long Blockchain. Even Kodak was a blockchain Kodak. trade at one time. We ran to 15 bucks. It's two bucks. I mean, all these stuff. Uh, anytime you're seeing these things, long term, they all go down. And in my, you know, my most of the time, anyways. What was the the Long Island Ice Tea blockchain cut? So LBCC. I don't even think it's on the board. Is that gone? Oh, yeah, gone. Uh, I'm pretty no. sure it's gone. Pink sheets, probably. Maybe they changed the symbol, but. It's. Uh, I don't know if anybody else follows it or not. I think it's gone. 30 cents. On the pink sheets. Yeah. Yeah. What that got for like a hundred bucks? Ridiculousness. Well, it did a reverse. Split. I had the filter going for just blockchain news. I was like running a scanner off the, uh, you know, just for anything that said blockchain. The stock would double that in like in 10 minutes. That was crazy, that blockchain stuff you know, for a little bit there. That buzz ended. Well, I, I think the that LBCC thing, that might be the craziest thing that I've ever witnessed. Uh, Didn't I go from like two bucks, like a hundred or something, just because they changed their name from Long Island Ice Tea to Long Blockchain? Yeah. Yep. It's like uh, irrational. It the market was, is, you know, your efficient market hypothesis theorists out here. Take a look at this one. Cause we'll throw that whole efficient market hypothesis in the garbage. Ridiculously dumb money chasing that. Yeah. We were thinking of changing our name to, uh, yeah, we were going to change our pre-market prep. We we're going to pre-market blockchain. It was, it was, December. we're all going to retire. <laughs> it was like mid to late December, 2017. They went from $2 to $9 in one day. But then it kept going, didn't it? Like, didn't it like rip? One of them ripped really high. Riot blockchain too. That one ripped too. Where was Riot's high, Joel? Uh, Riot's high was at um, fifty bucks, forty-six bucks, forty-six twenty. Yeah, and two bucks. LBCC has done so many reverse splits. Oh, there you go uh, too. See, um, no. eight nine thousand and forty-nine. <laughs> you can't even. <laughs> Anyways, okay. these little story stocks, you got to get out when the story breaks. If you're trading them, you can trade anything. You can, you can trade the kitchen sink. But when the kitchen sink starts to leak, get the hell out. That's my opinion. That's that the, the old kitchen sink trick. You can okay. trade anything. Just when it's, But when the story breaks, you don't want to be hot, caught. So. All right. Let's get to some ratings here because we had a number of notable analysts out this morning with uh, commentary. And where would you like to start? Because there was a lot, Dennis. So anything that you think is most notable, probably. Uh, there was, well, Chewy. Let's go to Chewy because that's interesting. Yeah. It's stock that obviously got hit oh, off. L-F-I-N. We longed that. We left that one out. L -F -I -N. Longfin? Yeah. 
That that was the guy who was on. Um, that was the one I was thinking of. <laughs> and he's on CNBC, and they're trying CNBC. to justify his price, and he, he couldn't even justify. He was his on price. CNBC getting roasted. <laughs> roasted, and he couldn't justify his price, and obviously nobody could. It didn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> All just uh, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> David Jones. Uh, I think he's new to the Google chat. Fun times. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> he's the one that brought brought that. Well, what about um, what about the Ebola crisis? I mean, if you want to talk, it's about- always a story. There's always a group of stocks hot, and there's always a stock that's you know hot, and it's and it's the story stock. It's like the story traders just move from story to story to story to story. It'd be something else. It's often a little pharmaceutical stock, but it seems like when the story breaks, these things come back down to earth, and obviously, um, you know, <laughs> the valuations often don't make a lot of sense. I mean, sometimes you can be early enough on the story that maybe valuation makes sense as well. But when you're hearing it from your buddy at the gym, it's almost always near the top. Um, you know, if your hairdresser or whatever is talking with this hot tip that they heard from somebody else, the tip is usually not hot. It's usually going to be trouble for you. What so. was the hazmat company? Remember? Everyone was going to be walking around. Spencer, this might be. I remember it. That. And there was a company that was making the hazmat suits. Yeah. And uh, I think that ended up getting taken out. Uh, I can't remember. That was a good one, you mean? It was like at a lower price. They like yeah, I think name and everything. There was the Ebola crisis. They had those Ebola stocks just ripping. There was like three or four. I can't remember which ones they were either. But there was some stocks ripping on it. So and it, yeah, there's always something. There's always something. And you can trade these things. These are all tradable events. Like just even when we were talking and we played these in our chat rooms really well. Like the IQ and the BILI. Oh, last summer we were in all those things. And there was when e-gaming was really getting hot and the streaming was hot. And you had, yeah, those they were popping them out. SOGO was another one. Spinner, I think, got us alerted to it. I mean, we played these things for a while, and you can play these things on the long side. But when the story starts to break, you don't want to be stuck in these things because look at SOGO now. It's five bucks. I mean, you can lo- go look at IQ, and it's held up okay, but it was 45, and it's 18 here now. So, you know, yeah, there's value in some of these things somewhere. HEYA, another one. But, I mean, in these things, in the story, you know, you see a stock go from 15 to 45 or 50 bucks in a week and a half. Usually they eventually come back down to earth. So you got to ring the register in there somewhere. Don't get caught and don't get too greedy. Yeah. Last spring, last summer, there was a lot of a few Chinese names. Neo was in that group as well. And Neo was hot, but it was like Neo. Where's Neo now? Well, $3. But, three bucks. But, but it, broken. It was Neo. It was, it was SOGO. It was BILI. It was IQ. And there was like. H-U-Y-A. Yeah, Huya, that's the one, H-U-Y. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they all were trading together. I was paratrading all those things. They were awesome paratrades together. I mean, IQ started ripping. I was like, oh, H-U-Y is going to go too, and i just jump over into that. So they were fun. Those were fun trades. I'm not on any of those things now. I mean, how, how can you be? Those stories are all broken. But, you know, eventually, like you're saying, you know, these stories can get hot again too. That H-U-Y chart actually spinners, right? That doesn't look that bad. I had a nice day on Friday, so maybe on the pullback, that one gets interesting again. So... There's always something, you know, you bounce around. That's the momentum guys They bounce around. They find something new. Uh, you... just, just staying on this subject, um, the police camera company that, but that, that, that turned out. No, to that, be... that actually that did okay. Taser. Though. taser. Yeah. Taser. What's the symbol? But, AAXN. Yeah. They changed it. That's held up really well. That's done actually really well. So AAXN has actually performed. I believe that's it, isn't it, Axon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old there was another one, though. Yeah, yeah, they've had they've had. What a was long- the other one? Because yeah. it didn't do well. DGLY. Oh, yeah. DGLY. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's in the guy. That's a buck. So you got to pick them right, I guess. AAXN <laughs> was a real 
So they were all hot. DJLY went from $3 to like $30 in a week and a half. The one was that what incident was that awesome? Well, back in well, those two have been in litigation for like four years. But there was yeah. um there was a police uh, shooting in St. Louis. Remember? I think you're right. Joel's memory is incredible. For your age, you must eat a lot of fish. <laughs> I know. I just. <laughs> I just. I can't remember my name half the time. I got to write it on the back of my hand. You remember that St. Louis? You remember everything. Yeah, there was your memory is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was when you're a, 80 years old and you can remember like that. That's something. Yeah, that's it. I wish I could <laughs> get the Michigan game from Saturday, but uh, <laughs> I could forget. You're never going to forget that <laughs> I, game. Put it this way you know, it's bad. I don't get the Sunday news. You know, we get the Sunday free press. It's the only you didn't thing buy I, the paper. I did buy the free press. <laughs> no, we, it's in our box. I didn't even go out. No, threw right in the gar recycle bin. Oh, yeah, garbage. I let Lisa get it, and I just said, put it in the recycle bin. I didn't want to see anything. <laughs> I can't see the paper. And, 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 now, and now I can't listen to sports radio for two weeks. I might not listen to sports radio ever again. I've been telling you not to. For, I've been I, the Lions, though, right now. You got the Lions. I've been trying, oh, to, get, I've, no, I've been trying to get you no, off that for a year. No, no, no. All right. I, I, you know, misery likes company, though. I actually, when my team's losing, I like to listen to sports no. radio. I like to hear all the complaining. Because then I feel like I'm not alone here. Oh. You're so depressed that your team's doing bad. And, you know, when the Edmonton Oilers have been as bad as they have for 12 years here, there's a lot of depression in there. So you got to go and you got to go listen to sports radio to feel better about yourself. Misery likes company. No. I like to hear no. the other people that are miserable as well. So I feel like I'm not alone. And I got to go on stocks and jocks tomorrow. And the, Oh, and, you're going to take some heat. And, and the, chief, the chief is going to Chief's ask, all over you. Yeah, yeah. and he always, he always asks me if um, – He's not a Badgers fan, is he? If, no, I mean, he'll, he's a Notre Dame fan. Oh uh, yeah, he'll say. Well, oh, well, they, they, did, he'll say, "Did you fall on the blade?" Is what he'll say to me. And I hate <laughs> when people make those kind of references. You know, I mean, come on, it's sports or whatever. But uh, there was one other crazy company, a crazy thing uh, that oh, the fuel cell companies. Remember that? Oh yeah, they got hot there too. We're yeah. talking about all the bubbles that are broken. FCEL, bring this one up. <laughs> fuel cell, seven hundred dollars. It's twenty six cents. There are 37 cents, sorry. Yeah. And then you go up, there was a plug power, which Citron was right on this one. Citron said this was worth 50 cents when it was at 11 This had a nice rally. Look it at actually is coming back a little bit. Never did get to 50 cent price target. Only got to 92. So Andrew left. I hope you covered at 92 cents. Back up to 280. It's come back. And then Ballard Power. Oh, I, I had this one. Ballard Power's coming back too. Look, a couple of them are coming back. Ballard Power's been coming back a little bit. A little bit. Still listed. I mean, still listed. Ballard Power. What's yeah, that? Those were the Ballard Power Fuel Cell of FCL, obviously the dog. And then, so a couple of these dogs eventually come around. Plug Power's done okay. What's Not up? if you bought it $11, but. What's, um, what's Ballard symbol? BLDP. Oh, oh, that's right. DP. So I don't know. We got us on this tangent here. Yeah, we started on tangent. Well, we were trying to talk about Chewy here. Oh, that... is that where we started? Yeah, that's, that's where we started. <laughs> Chewy got an upgrade. Pet, 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 Pets.com, petfood.com. Not, not a super uh, uh, heavily covered stock. And they're getting an upgrade this morning from Nomura to buy price target raise from 32 to $36. I haven't liked it the whole time. Um, I've never, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm staying in the bear train. I'm not interested in, in this thing at all until it's about 30. Sorry, staying bearish. Oh, man, oh, man. Sold to you, Nomura. Uh, what a uh, ugly look IPO. I mean, you have four red candles. They off. sell online pet food. 
Okay. I mean, Kramer says it's a different one, and Kramer's been bullish the thing all the way up. So I've been, you know, I've had this one right. Kramer's had it wrong on this one, but maybe it's going to turn around. Maybe I don't follow close enough, but uh, I just don't see like, I don't know. I don't see this as innovative, like or or game changing here. Technology. They're an online pet food store. I, I, I'm not putting my money in it. Not at crazy valuations. Uh, DC1 wants to ask about a real stock, Regeneron, R-E-G-N, trading up 383. They have some drug approval here? I think it was an upgrade. An upgrade? Yeah, I think it was an upgrade. Spencer, can you confirm? Yeah, pulling it up right. I, oh, I did boy. see it this morning. I'm pretty it, sure it was an upgrade. Yeah, it was Guggenheim upgrading to buy. The Guggenheim. Problem is, you're at 300 bucks here now. You're in a stock that hasn't been trending that well. You know what the other problem here is? And this is why I'm not adding them any pharmaceutical positions long in the long-term account. Trades are okay, but you've got the election coming. And there's going to be a lot of people talking about drug pricing. And you're going to hear a lot of negative things about drug pricing in the next year. So I just don't know if this is a whole year to be, you know, really rah-rah drug stocks. Because even Trump was mentioning it the other day. Um, they're trying to bring drug pricing down. It's not good for your pharmaceutical companies here. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to put that into their campaign and they're going to be talking about it. And that can actually be a, you know, a hit on some of these stocks on any given day. So yeah, you can trade these things, but I think there's going to be, I don't know if it's the best year to be buying drug stocks. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, drug pricing is something I mean, they're going to attack. I mean, they've come up, they, uh, who knows? They've always that. been attacking it though. Yeah, and they've come off their highs and stuff, and there just hasn't been, like, Biogen's attempted to recover. So I just think it's, you know, it hasn't been part, it's not sexy, it hasn't been part of the rotation, and it's in, you know, it's in the news. So uh, kind of hands off on this one. I will DC one, see what happens if you can get to, like, that 301 area. Uh, I see three highs between 350 and 301. So there you go. That's your area of resistance. You get through there. I think you got a little bit more upside. Uh, but boy, if it fade, you know, if it doesn't clear 301 on the hop here, the thing just may roll over and get back some of those gains. Has been in a uh, prolonged downtrend. It's been a downtrend for a long time. Regeneron was back, and I bet you this is when Biogen all time high 605.93. So two, two for one stock split. Let's just take a look at Biogen. Bio, oh boy, this is tight. Look at that. It made that low. I tried to rally a few times. Put your 247 buy stop in on this one. And if you get taken out, perhaps go with it. But Biogen can't really get off the mat either. So overall, sectors out of the favor. And Dennis, you mentioned some fundamental things that, uh, I mean, a lot of things are going to be weighing on the market until the election. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I just think that's one of the you know, ground zero here that there's going to be a lot of people talking about drug pricing. So I just don't think the valuations, like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I own a lot of pharmaceutical companies in my long term portfolio, but I just you be cautious when you're trading these things here right now for the next year. That's all. Or when you're investing in these things. Because any overnight, there's overnight risk in all these things. All right. Always uh, was. Barclays with the pair trade this morning, they are upgrading Kimberly, Kimberly Clark to overweight. They've got a $152 price target, and they're downgrading Clorox to underweight. They've got a $141 price target. So upgrade to KMB, downgrade to CLX. Shirts both look similar. Um, yeah. CLX below 150 starts to get a little bit concerning here. So you know what? Uh, I don't mind the downgrade here in Kimberly-Clark. 
uh, or on, on Clorox, I'd, I'd say 150. It's offered there right now in the pre-market, so it does indeed look like it's going to open down significantly. Nobody's lifting the 150. Yeah. So if you think this is flat right now, it's not. It's already traded some stock. It was just a Fender trade that threw out the tape. It's going to be down a couple bucks on this. I'm not sure I'm coming in and buying it, though. It's a stock that's been kind of getting weaker here. It does have a nice dividend. At a certain point in time, it's probably, you know, Consumer Staples is defensive. It's probably a buy at a certain point in time, but I'm not coming in here yet. Do they sell anything besides Clorox? I mean, they have other products. Oh, yeah. A ton of stuff. Okay. All right. Um, Because, I mean, we have a jar, a bottle of that stuff, and it sits around for years, so. I never really thought the use. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of pile of stuff there. Clorox white. They got a whole, uh, even going back. Let's look at Clorox products. You know, I mean, you want to get all fundamentals here. It's nice thing about Google. You just ask Clorox products. 147.32 June low. And then after that, you're looking at 144.59. So there's a couple levels. Uh, boy, bad last three days going into it. I'm looking at Kimberly Clark. We're looking on that on the upside as it received the upgrade. It has a big old bar to work through, a big old red bar. Uh, this was back on uh, September 9th. So I'd love to see that 138.86, previous day high 140. A big resistance there. Get over 140, close over 140. I think you got a shot here, but that was a that was two really three bad bad days in a row. I think people be looking to get some of their money back. What Just a ton of products, Joel. Like Liquid Plumber, Glad, Brett. So they own Glad. Okay. They own Fresh Step, Clean Paws, Litter, Brita. Your Brita systems. They own that. So there's just, I'm just like, this is a bazillion different All products. Right. Uh, moving on to some other ratings here. We had an upgrade from Needham uh, to Juniper Networks to buy. Let me see. What's that chart? This is a stock. This is one value tech, right? So you look at 3.11% dividend. Stock's trending down though. I mean, I don't like buying stocks that are trending down. So again, the same thing. We kind of been trending down 27. I want it. I, before you met, I wanted to be like bullish this. But I look 27 to 22, and you had a little 50%. Now you're starting to leak here again. You're getting a little pop here on the upgrade this morning, but all kinds of people overhead supply in the 24 and a half, 24.60 area. It's going to open right into that. I don't know. Hard to jump in here. Sorry, I'm not going to get bullish on this one either. I don't know. I feel like I'm a bearer today. Yeah, you are, man. I don't yeah. know why. I'm not even bearish. I'm fully invested almost. Like, I don't know why I'm feeling so. Why these charts all look like that great? Maybe are... I should turn around and sell some stuff. Yeah. Um... Well, you would never do that, and then it will go up. Huh. I'll tell you, if there's an area, and let's just talk broad market here. I mean, you had the expiration. You got close to old-time highs, and you really couldn't push through it. So, that, like, we'd like to talk about, you know, turning points in the market. Here you are at an expiration, up near highs. I think it's really important for the market for this week uh, to get back up to those highs and then uh, – Spinner uh, mentioned, you know, the old, uh, you know, Jewish holidays, uh, sell Rosh Hashanah and buy Yom Kippur. I don't know. I usually do an article this year, but every year, but it's going to be tough to do one this year, but I'm sure I can come up with something. But that basically is you sell ahead of Rosh Hashanah so you can concentrate on the, you know, on, you know, repenting and the holidays and your family. And then you come back and buy Yom Kippur. Uh, as you know, you start fresh. And I will say, I did look at my article from last year, which is about a year ago, and it was buy Rosh Hashanah and buy Yom Kippur. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't, that Just didn't buy. I did. 
Did it? Did it work? Yeah. I oh mean, my gosh. we had it. Well, if you held it to the end of the year, <laughs> then it worked. But it was just buy, no matter what. It was yeah, just buy. Yeah, it was just buy, buy no matter. Yeah, because uh, let's go to the monthlies here. Actually, no, at the end of the year, it got ugly, though. Right. That's, that's, that's what year, I'm saying. Though, if, but, if you held it to the end of the year, you're okay. But if you didn't, then. Yeah, the S&P, when I did that article, you know, was, uh, you know, you just have to keep buying. That's what you just have to do. We did go down in October. I don't know. December, when, uh, really, really. December, yeah. December, was, month. December was bad. Yeah, we remember that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, five minutes left. Are we, uh, did we finish? No, uh, there's a couple of downgrades I wanted to get to. J.P. Morgan is bearish on steel stocks this morning, downgrading Cleveland Cliffs to neutral. They're downgrading uh, – who, who uh, there's a few names. Uh, U.S. Steel to neutral. Those are probably the two bigger names that I totally saw. Totally late to the party. Um, AK Steel downgrade to underweight. So, yeah, weight, but notable nonetheless. Well, U.S. Steel is going to challenge the 1016 low here today. Does it hold? I mean, that's the question. I tend to think it doesn't. So, I think you could see this under 10 bucks today. 1038 pre market. It's down significantly on the downgrade. So, it's already down 4%. But, man, the story is so broken. There's so many people getting just murdered in this. I think you could wash them out under 10 today. Maybe it washes out under there. But again, lost a lot of money trying to call bottoms. Even on this show, when I seem to try to call a bottom, it's never good you know, to try to call bottoms, even for paper trading on this show. So it's tough. It's tough to call the bottom in this thing. Yeah, you have a low at 10.16. Let's see what it does there. But this is so many better places to put your money than U.S. Steel. Uh, boy, oh, boy. I went to tariffs uh, supposed to help these stocks. Right, the steel stocks. Yeah, they got an exemption. Yeah, yeah, hmm. so much for that. Yeah, so much aside in that sector. Uh, what else do we have? Spirit Airlines getting downgraded from Stevens to neutral, and Alcoa downgraded at to neutral at Goldman Sachs. Those were the last two downgrades that I wanted to get to uh, today. So I think I still have Alcoa in the long term portfolio. It's been terrible. Um, this is it. That's one it. of my worst investments probably ever. I've had it for like a decade, and I know I got Arconic off it. I got a little spinoff and stuff. It's just been awful, awful, awful investment. If you get a pop back up anywhere near the close, I'd say even below the close, 2170, you had a bunch of lows uh, at the 2140 area. Now you're below that, and there is, man. <laughs> You're taking out those lows. There's not uh, a lot in here. I do see some daily lows, but uh, nice run up in this one. Goldman's going against you. It's going to be a rough day for Alcoa shareholders. All right. Was there anything else, Dennis, you had your, on your list? Because there are. Oh, other- let's look at imbalances. <laughs> when will GE have a buy imbalance? I mean, this is so hard to ever get bullish a stock when there's somebody that sells it every single morning. It's like years now. 539,000 a sell in General Electric here this morning. It's down another 0.75%. I mean, yeah, this is a $9 stock. Why do we talk about it every day? Well, because it's widely owned. And you know what? You get a little 1% moves here in GE. There's money to be made in this thing. I trade GE. It's probably one of my best stocks. I got to go look at one of my best stock trading stocks is. I would bet GE is right up there. It, and it, because you can put huge I, size on it too. Like you can get in and out of that thing, 10,000 shares like water. So it's nice to trade. Like for, for that reason, it's so liquid. But anyway, 536,000 shares Ooh. to sell again here this morning. Just a big seller every single day. AT&T, 307,000 to sell. Somebody's not liking AT&T, at least this morning here. Stock had a nice day on Friday, kind of ripping back again on that di- that DirecTV news, which I challenge is really like, 
I don't know who's buying DirecTV, but anyways, they think they might be able to get something for it, and they might be able to get rid of it, so they potted up on that. ExxonMobil, 54000 to sell. Uh, USO is trading down, so it's probably a catalyst there for that stock. Nah, uh, not too much else. Baba, yeah. 42000 to sell. China was down a little bit overnight. MO, which has just been in the complete gutter, 50000 to sell there, too. Ever since they got takeover rumors, they have Ooh. not been performing well at all. Uh, just real quickly, uh, crude uh, news out that it's going to take longer than expected. They bring a Ramco back online here, and uh, it's not trading in the green. I'm kind of more in the green. It's down 11 cents. It's off its lows. Uh, big area here for you crude traders. Uh, since you had that pop, that ridiculous pop last week, uh, saw big support here uh, at, let's call it 57.50. A low on Friday at 57.37, another low at 57.58. So that holds. Then, you know, you still got the a momentum a little bit to the upside. If you bust that, then there's a big old gap in the futures. But uh, go and try to go green here and uh, unchanged. Now, I just wanted to mention that at oil. Probably should have covered that at the top of this show. Spencer, we made it through here without a guest today. You want to wrap things sure. up? Sure. Uh, preview. Tuesday show. Well, on Tuesday, we'll be joined by Nick Shaheen. Joins us every other Tuesday to talk about some recent options trades. So that'll be on tomorrow's docket. If you missed any part of today's show, you want to hear our dulcet tones again, catch the replay of the show on YouTube or catch our podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find our show. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. And if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, email us, premarket at Benzinga.com. I want to thank everyone in our chat for hanging out with us. And we'll be, be back with you on Tuesday. Have a good one. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.